Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Somewhere there's a couple of beaches where J.P. Finley and his family and B. Mitch is, I think it's a separate beach. They're warm. It's nice. Woke up this morning. There's frost all over the grass here, so... They've made a good choice to go on assignment during this bye week for our horrible Washington football team. Nick Ashew in for J.P. Finley and B. Mitch for the first hour. Steve Zabin going to jump on starting at 11 o'clock on the show as well. So, yes, I'm back back another day to deal with Landfill, which is always a, it's always a challenge, you know, when you when you got to deal with him. So, sitting in his throne, though, uh, there's nobody better at finding a great way to be comfortable while working than Landfill when he has a giant throne in the actual control room that he gets to sit down on. I, I give him a lot of credit for it. It's, it's actually a very, very impressive. Happy birthday to Odo Beckham Jr., right? <laughs> you could say he was fired on his birthday, but really he's just going to be free soon. I, I guess it looks like now the Browns are going to announce that he's going to be released. Uh, they're just kind of finalizing all the stuff for the league. It's all semantics, dotting the I's and crossing the T's, as they say. So that looks like it's going to be done. And no, I will not even try at all on this show. I promise you to make a justification that he should come to Washington. Because you know it's not going to happen. He'd be stupid too. None of it makes any sense, so it's not happening. Now, if Aaron Rodgers decided that he wanted to go on waivers, leave Green Bay in the middle of the season, I would say, go ahead, go after Aaron Rodgers. The weather is bad in Florida landfill. You know, you could just get on the mic and tell me that. You don't have to text me. It's it's fine. That's what they're saying. I'm, I'm hearing reports that the weather is bad in Florida, so I feel like we're getting a win up here. Yeah, do you ever get that way when you see somebody on, although I don't know if you like vacations, I know you prefer to just eat food in your car and that's really your vacation, but yep. when I see people go on vacation when it's cold where I am, but the weather is bad where they are in a warm place, I'm not going to lie to you, I actually, I embrace that. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I enjoy it too. Clearly one of the reasons you go to Florida uh, is to get away from the cold and miserable weather up here, and uh, it's cold and miserable down there, so <laughs> that makes me a little bit happy. <laughs> that's always the surprise when... You go down to Florida, and you're looking around, and you're like, it's 50 degrees and windy right now. Remember that happened? My wife and I went down to Florida. It was like, it was March, actually, beginning of March 2020. Nothing happened after that. The world didn't change and get crazy. It was right before the pandemic got crazy. We're like, oh, let's go on a vacation. Oh, this pandemic thing, it's not a thing. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, it was like in the 50s in Florida for half the time. So, yeah, I know how they feel, but also, uh, I'm here and they're there, so I'm glad and thank you for that, Landfill. That actually makes me feel better about all this. Cause no problem. It is very, very cold this morning. Apparently going to get warmer next week. But no, we're not going to do weather the whole time. But uh, yeah, I, I last night's game is what I call a second screen game. It, it's you, know, you watch something else, and then you also have that Thursday night game kind of just there on a laptop, on another screen of some kind, and you move from there. It, it was... Uh, look, I, I, I see that game... And I see the Colts are 10.5-point favorites, and everybody's excited about Mike White mania after one game. And I get it, like especially in New York. Everybody's freaking out about it. It was this legendary performance, the best game a quarterback for the Jets has ever had. Not that that's saying a ton because it's been a long track record. Similar to Washington, where you really haven't had a lot of great quarterback play. 
Mike White Mania is now on hold because this is what happens if you're the Jets. They lose that game, and they cover. The Colts do, by the way. Gets injured, and of course it's on a passing touchdown, so they get a little taste of Mike White Mania again, and then he gets hurt, and this is... The Jets are still bad. Like, we needed to remember that going into this. And I, when I look at a team like the Jets, and I, I, I see that story leading up to this, and they're on Thursday Night Football, and Mike White, this guy comes out of nowhere, and their quarterback that they drafted, Zach Wilson's hurt, and he looks terrible this year. All I can sit there and go, it's just like being a Washington fan. It really is. I feel for certain fan bases in, in, in football, especially pro sports, but look, if we're looking at the NFL... Fan bases like the Jets, uh, the Browns, the Bengals, you can't have nice things. And I just had this gut feeling going into that game last night. I was like, something's going to happen. One, the Colts are not only going to win, they're going to cover. And then two, something's going to happen. Mike White's either going to look terrible or he's going to get hurt. Now, I didn't wish it. I'm never going to wish a guy to get hurt. But you just had that feeling. I don't know what it is, and maybe it's in our it's in our DNA. Maybe we all have this weird this weird connection, right? Washington fans, Jets fans, Brown fans, Bengals fans. We can relate to what it's like to be a fan of a horrible team that's been dysfunctional for so long that you just kind of know what's coming up next. Every time there's a good story, every time there's something that feels like things are turning around, it's going to be different. Something falls apart. Something goes wrong. Browns go out and make all these trades. You think you got your franchise quarterback? Uh, well, he's struggling right now. Doesn't look like a franchise quarterback. Odell Beckham Jr. about to be released today. The Jets, Mike White Mania. Here it is. Oh man, look at this guy. There were like I saw these interview, this interview with him. I think it was at the Senior Bowl with uh, I think it was NFL Network, and he just was looked so he was so smart. It just could name every single protection and forever. It was just he was one of those things. It was like the, the John Gruden quarterback club, which is never going to happen again, or whatever that thing is. Clearly, that's never going to be a thing again. But you, know, you can just tell a certain quarterback really understands the game. I saw this interview with him. I'm like, Mike White's a smart guy. Maybe. Maybe this ends up being something. But it was one game, so let's pump the brakes. And now here we are. You can't have nice things if you're a Jets fan, just like in Washington or Cleveland. At some point, something's going to go wrong for the Bengals, too. I've been on the Bengals bandwagon all year, but that, that's that's really what it is. Look, I, I wasn't wasn't wishing anything wrong to go for the Jets, but the reality of it is that's that that's how it works out for certain certain fan bases. You just have to deal with it, right? And in some ways there was almost a parallel going into that game where I think of like what we're going through right now with Taylor Heineke in Washington. What Cleveland's going through on a, on a higher degree in Baker Mayfield. And now Mike White with the Jets and, and Jets fans. Even though that was just one game, you love the idea of a player more than the actual player far too often. I look, you know, I've got friends that have certainly been in, right, you have those friends that have been in relationships and they kind of jump from relationship to relationship, and this one's it. They really just want to get married. They really want to be in something serious. They want to settle down, and every time they date someone, you're like, you know, I don't think that's actually the right choice for you, but to them, oh, this is it, and they're convincing themselves that this is it. This time it's going to be different. This time they found the right person. And you hope that they find the right person. But most of the time, you kind of look at it and go, this is not going to work. You love the idea of this person, the idea that this person could be the right one. Just like we love the idea in Washington that 
Taylor Heineke could be that guy. That's finally started to fade now. For most logical people, you realize it started to fade. In Cleveland, it seems to be about 50-50. On the national show that I do, I got Browns fans yelling at me on Twitter and Browns fans saying, thank you, I'm trying to convince everybody else of this too. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's better than Taylor Heineke. Mike White, you got one game last night. Or before last night. You're going, guy threw for 405 yards. If you can at least make it to the NFL, you have the ability to do that in a game once. I mean, you do. With how good you have to be to make it to the NFL as a quarterback, that's enough to say you can do that once in a game. Now, I don't know what would have happening if Mike White had played that entire game. Maybe the guy can play. Maybe there ends up being an actual quarterback controversy with the Jets. I don't know. But the reality of it is, any NFL franchise that goes out and drafts someone number two overall, you're not giving up on that quarterback that soon. So we can sit here from afar and go, oh, well, maybe this is going to be one of those stories, and maybe Zach Wilson gets... Relax. The Jets aren't getting rid of Zach Wilson the first year, even two years into the fact that they just drafted him, when they already just admitted they failed with Sam Darnold. It doesn't work that way. When, when Dwayne Haskins got released in Washington, that's a very, very rare thing to happen. To have a quarterback, that's a first-round pick for you, that's supposed to be your franchise guy, that less than two years into his tenure as the starting quarterback for the team, the organization says, uh-uh, this ain't working, we're cutting you. It's not benched, it's not dragging it out. I mean, at least RG3 got dragged out, right? That thing got dragged out forever. Until finally, he was released before it came time to like make a long-term decision, which you knew what was going to happen. So, you can kind of see parallels in some ways of where the Jets are and where Washington is. Look, I hate to say it, but you, you, you look at it and, it, and it just feels that way. It's this whole... It's why I get a little concerned at times when we talk about, you know, we have the narrative, Washington needs to just draft a guy this offseason. Okay. I mean, maybe. But it's not really that great of a quarterback class. You missed that quarterback class last year. And look, I don't think all five of these first-round picks are going to make it and be Pro Bowl quarterbacks in the NFL. All these rookies we got going on right now at quarterback. So yeah, Washington could have still moved up maybe and drafted someone and it might not work out. Zach Wilson's probably the most likely to not succeed. One, because he's playing for the Jets. Two, because he doesn't look that good. But you know, there, there is a chance that you'll get maybe an average quarterback at best in the draft if you're Washington. And and be in the same situation again. This is why it's it's so hard to find your franchise guy. And then once you do, if you're lucky enough, it changes everything. I mean, look at the Bengals this year. Joe Burrow's the real deal. We saw some of that last year. If you're the Bengals now, I mean, the Bengals are talking about a division title this season. After being one of the worst teams in the NFL once Joe Burrow, it really even before, but after Joe Burrow went down too, look how bad they were. It's so difficult. It's why or teams, we, we know it, right? We've gone decades. It feels like 100 years since we've had stability at quarterback. Really, Kirk Cousins, I know. You're going to hate when I say this. I get it. But that was the most consistency and stability that we've had at quarterback in Washington in a really, really, really long time. We had one year with RG3 where it actually felt like that was the future, and we know how that changed. So this is, look, this is the situation that you're kind of in if you're Washington, if you're the Jets right now, where you've got to find that balance of, all right, who is the future, and do we make sacrifices 
just so we can, I guess, take a chance on another guy like Mike White. I, I don't I, look. I don't see the Jets doing that. I also don't see Zach Wilson being available this offseason, so don't even sit there for a second and say, well, maybe Washington. No, no. But this is the desperation that you can be in if you're a franchise, right? You'll try anything. Anything seems like it's the right move. This guy might be the quarterback, and they just, you play this game, and I'm just looking at this, and I'm, I mean, I got friends that are Jets fans, and I go, I know how you feel. Like, I, I, I can't even kick you while you're down. But organizations that are complete messes, don't get instant results from rookie quarterbacks. You just don't. So you also then have to have that, well, there's going to be patience with Zach Wilson. You invested a number two overall pick. You got to do it. The difference with that versus Taylor Heineke is he's not a rookie. He's somebody that has been in the league since 2015. Showing he's a backup quarterback, and that's really where it is. But we've loved the idea of that story maybe working out. At least a lot of people have. That started to fade a lot now. But the reality of it is that that's, that's the difference between giving a young quarterback time to develop is what the Jets are still going to do with Zach Wilson, despite everything that happened last week and, and Mike White being out last night, like all that. Who cares? Zach Wilson's going to get more time. Washington's not going to give the same time to somebody like Taylor Heineke because you didn't invest anything in him. You invested more in Kyle Allen. You at least traded a fifth-round pick for the guy, and he can't even see the field. You invested a tiny little bit of money in Taylor Heineke. That's it. That means nothing. They could release him in the offseason, and it would mean nothing to them. Now, I think he should be their backup quarterback next year. But the reality of it is that, that that's where you are. And, and look, Ron Rivera has shown he's he's stubborn. But at some point, he's going to have to make some sort of changes. Look, we're hitting into this bye week, and it, it's a relief, isn't it? Like, honestly, just take a deep breath. Just realize there's 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 no game to get angry at this weekend. I'm just going to watch football. I'm going to enjoy it, and, and, and there's not going to be you know a, a game that I'm emotionally invested in. Financially, maybe, but not emotionally. You know, you got Ron Rivera criticizing now Chase Young and Montez Sweat to Mike Silver on the team's website, and you know he said things like, "Yo, we need to see a little more from those guys. They need to stop pressing and trust their teammates." You know, I. I would have liked to have heard this a lot early on from Ron Rivera, right? Like, now the fact that he goes out and he does this and he, he criticizes them after you're two and six. So now we're doing it because we've been waiting for Chase Young and Montez Sweat to really show who they are all season. All season. And now at two and six, heading into the bye week, Ron Rivera talks to the team website and Mike Silver and decides to now say, hey, I need more from these guys. You know, this is what happens when you buy into your hype far too early. Right? Got way too excited. Going 7-9 to nine last year and just getting to the playoffs. All this hype on this defense. Like, nobody nobody snuffed it out. Beamich and I were talking about this the other day. Right? Like, nobody kind of suppressed any of that hype around this team. There was a lot of just, yep, that's us. You can embrace it, but you've got to temper those expectations when you really haven't proven much. And look, I know people get upset that Chase Young wasn't there for OTAs. That didn't bother me that much, but doesn't it look bad now? Did that really make a difference? Like, if Chase Young had, had, had gone to OTAs, Chase Young had worked out more of the team in the offseason, would he be that much better now? Would he still be struggling just as much? Would it have made that much of a difference and he'd be that much more dominant right now just because of OTAs? Probably not. But it's also optics. Because when a team's struggling... When you're not playing well, when you as, a, as an individual 
Don't look like a guy that can even really get to the quarterback consistently. And then you weren't working out in the offseason and putting in what people consider the extra work. Now you're sitting at 2-6 and six during the bye week. The optics are bad. And optics matter. We live in a world where optics matter all the time. A lot of optics are fake. Uh, they're exaggerated. They're photoshopped. Or it's people putting their best foot forward on social media. But the reality of it is, is optics matter. And it influences people's opinions more often than it should. But you have to deal with it. That's the world we live in. And the optics now are that the Washington football team is 2-6. and six, And Ron Rivera is now finally, truly criticizing guys like Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And by the way, it, it, like... You see this, and it's like, oh, he's criticizing them. He's just being honest. He never said anything egregious. He never said anything that's inflammatory. He just said things like, sometimes Chase starts on the outside and plants his leg and cuts inside because he's trying to make a play, and the quarterback gets flushed inside. If Chase stays inside, he has an easy sack, but instead he dives underneath. It's really just coaching more than anything. But he hasn't said a lot of this publicly. But, you know, I've listened to him, especially on the junkies, over the last two weeks or so. And I hear somebody in Ron Rivera that's finally just saying, I've accepted my fate this year. And we are, they're not going to be a playoff team. They may win four games, if we're being honest. They won't lose this weekend. We can make that joke a million times. That's fine. But that's really as far as this goes. They've ex- he's accepted his fate with this. Now, could they have made more changes earlier in the year? Could they have maybe brought in a kicker? That could have competed with Dustin Hopkins early, so you wouldn't have blew it out there, so everybody makes those stupid jokes. That's where we are. So you just kind of accept at this point that this team is 2-6, and six, and Ron Rivera is finally just letting it all out. He's released all the tension and the anger and realizes that they're going to have a losing record this year. He's finally starting to actually say publicly that Chase Young and Montez Sweat need to do more. Oh, shocking, because we've all been saying that the entire year. And I'm sure he said it behind closed doors. But sometimes you do need to say it publicly. Sometimes that amps guys up. It, it hits their ego. It, it bothers them. It frustrates them. You know, that's that's essentially where this is right now. But I'm, I'm exhausted with this team. So it's good. We don't have to talk about them as much right now. And that's the beauty of it. Uh, Steve Zabin's going to jump on with us starting at 11 o'clock. B. Mitch and uh, J.P. Finley are out in really bad, awful weather down in Florida, according to Landfill, which is always a good thing. Odell Beckham Jr. on his way out in Cleveland. More of what Kevin Stefanski told the Browns about OBJ and where this is going from here. Nick Ashew in for J.P. Finley and B. Mitch on the fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nick Ashew in for Beamich and Finley. Zabe's going to be on with us starting at 11 o'clock. I know this is dangerous to do. But it is interesting to see, like, Twitter's always extremes. I get it. It's stupid, but we have to deal with it. It's interesting getting a lot of tweets from you. And it's just so much venom towards Ron Rivera now. You know, this team is, if this team had not gone, won the division last year, and I, I look, I said it in the offseason, but finally Ron Rivera admitted it a few weeks ago. Like, yeah, if they had gone 7-9 to and not made the playoffs, we wouldn't have the same expectations for this team this year. You know, to see him finally criticize more publicly Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And look, I, you know, this is, it's the team website. They're going to sugarcoat it a little bit. But he talked to Mike Silver and, and highlights the struggles of Montez Sweat and Chase Young. It's stuff I'm sure he's been saying behind closed doors. I would hope so. And stuff that we've been saying really the last, what, eight, not eight weeks, whatever it is. Eight weeks, yes. Two and six. Eight. I got to do math. I hate doing math on shows. Don't make me do it too much. But this is none of this should really be a surprise. I, look, I came into this season cautiously optimistic, and as we sit here at this bye week now, and you know, I'm I'm watching the Jets last night and their quarterback debacle and what they've got to go through, and having flashbacks of Josh Johnson hit Burgundy in gold. I mean, that was to, I, look. The guy hadn't played a game in what like eight years or whatever. When he actually came out and, and got on the field for Washington a couple of years ago, I, I didn't realize he was back in the league again. He's out there with the Jets. I'm like, that Josh Johnson again? Good for him, but uh, and he, he played well. What, he had three touchdowns? But th- this is just, the Jets are so much like Washington when it comes to this whole quarterback situation and coaching carousel. And, I mean, ownership is far more dysfunctional in Washington than it is in with the Jets, but, like, you see these parallels and go, is this what we look like from the outside? You know, we get so immersed in it. You're covering the team. You're a fan of the team. Look, I'm a fan of the team, too. I've said that plenty of times. It's not that I just talk about this team for a living. I'm a, I grew up a fan of this awful team. I tell my dad all the time, it's your fault. You raised me this way. <laughs> you did this part wrong. Should have let me pick something else. But, no, you just... The, the honeymoon has been over with Ron Rivera for, for a long, long time. And it's... It, it, it's only going to get worse, and there's a very good chance that this just gets... I almost feel like we're going to get numb to it by three or four weeks after the... If you're not already, three or four weeks after the bye week. Right? You come out of this bye week, and then next week, you got Tampa. Okay? Raise your hand if you think that Washington's going to look at least capable in that game. I'm not raising my hand right now. Spoiler alert. Because that that's where we are. That's what this is. And it's just, you know, you got to almost find the little victories in every game moving forward. If you at least see progress, if you at least see some sort of growth, you know, if Ron Rivera and what he said to the team website, which again, it's not even that egregious. You see people talking about like, oh, he rips Chase Young. No, he didn't. He didn't rip Chase Young. He just essentially coached. This is what he said. Like, you need to do this better. And they do need to do a lot of things better. Montez Sweat needs to be better. Jonathan Allen has at least been somebody you could count on on a defensive line. So what happens when you buy into your own press, though? When you get too into what people are saying about you, good or bad, on social media? It's better to not search your name. 
Dwayne Haskins was the worst of that, right? Where he would retweet stuff and 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 respond to people where they didn't they didn't even mention him. He wasn't mentioned. He wasn't tagged in anything. It was just his name. It means you're searching your name. Don't do that. Don't Google yourself. Don't search your name on Twitter. None of that. None of it leads to good things. People don't go to Twitter to say good things about you. That's where they vent. It's like back in the day. Remember when, when like stores used to have a comment box, right? You could sit there and you could fill out a little comment card and say how you felt. Did anybody ever go to those and say nice things about the store or the restaurant or whatever it was? That, does, that doesn't happen. Now it's all Yelp reviews and Twitter. But it's the same thing. People need an outlet to vent. And they mostly say bad things about you. So if I'm this whole defensive line, I hope you haven't looked at your name and searched it at all on Twitter. Because it's just not going to be good. The reality of it is this team is just a rebuilding team. And we thought they were farther along because they won the division. But they, they snuck in the back door at 7-9. and nine, And now they're playing teams that are much better than them. And they've had a reality check. We're not close. We're not going to compete with the Bucks. We're not the next San Francisco 49ers like Mike Greenberg loved to say. The minute we started hearing national conversation about this team that was positive, you knew you had a problem. And that's that's essentially where we are. And I look, just kind of accepted the rest of the week. You just get to enjoy this weekend. You get to just watch football and not think about any of this and not scream at them for giving up another third and ten, not get angry that they gave up a, an opening drive touchdown to whoever it is they're playing. It's going to be kind of relaxing. I'll embrace it. You know, I'll enjoy it. But you still have the rest of the season. Ron Rivera's still got half the season. Think about that. There's still We've only gone through half of it. So how does this team look two or three weeks into post-bye week? Do you see any semblance of, uh, of fire, of, hey, we're responding to the coach? Because I'm certainly not going to sit here and say anything, anything along the lines of, like, fire them all this offseason. We've been down that road. What does that do? Then you're rebuilding all over again. Then another coach comes in looking for another quarterback. They're still looking for a quarterback anyway. Wants to bring in his own guys, his own system. When you constantly have that turnover, that's when you start to continue to go down bad roads. That's where the Jets are. Look at the Jets right now. That's where the Browns have been. I understand the Browns are winning a little bit more. That's why I always feel like I can relate to those teams and those fan bases. Like, kind of in the same boat in a lot of ways. Uh, Dickie's in Savannah. Dickie's been sitting on there for a little bit. Uh, you're on the fan. What's up, Dickie? Is Dickie there? Little Dickie. You're going to rap for me? Nope. Okay. Little Dickie's gone. feel like Landfill, there's a joke in there somewhere, but we'll just leave that alone. Probably move on from that. So, uh, this is... He did want to say that uh, Rivera's a joke. You see what I'm saying? This is, this is where we've gone now. I don't think he's a joke. This team's not very good. So there we are. You know, it's when I look at, too, what Carson Wentz was able to do for the Colts, I mean, it's very clear that the situation matters. Look, he's still he's in a much better situation than he was in Philadelphia, right? The reality of it is he was in a much better situation now with the Colts and Frank Reich than he was in Philadelphia without his coach that he was comfortable with. So, Situation. Oh, so Dickie is there now, Landfill. Thank you. Dickie, how are you doing, guys? What's up, man? How are you? How are we doing, boys? Good, good. Well, I knew from day one this whole Ron Rivera thing was going to be a disaster. He was carried to the Super Bowl by the best defensive player that year and the best offensive player that year. Um, and he was fired shortly after. I got a bunch of Carolina fans down here, and they 
they're just laughing at me. Um, <laughs> they are because they they're they're like we told you so. You know, he does he doesn't listen to anyone besides himself. Um, he's a pretty stubborn guy. It's pretty awful. But you guys have a good one. Thanks, man. Well, listen, I'll say this: he certainly does show how stubborn he is, doesn't he? I mean, how often have we seen, even before leading up to this week? And the things that he said where it's, nope, sticking with what... Like, the big things, the two big signs for me with Ron Rivera that were very worrisome started off with naming Dwayne Haskins the starter long before there was any sort of quarterback competition last year. We saw how that backfired. That's one. Two, the kicker. This is a kicker. And we're sitting there with Dustin Hopkins having the worst year of his career last year, not looking good at the start of preseason... And you're saying he's your guy without anybody even coming in to compete? It's not like you even signed Dustin Hopkins. This is somebody that you inherited here. But yet you're going to still sit there and say, this is my guy. And now you know what's going to happen. We, we do understand this, right? Blewett's going to be the kicker for like the rest of the year. He's going to get blocked five more times. We're going to make five more horrible jokes about Blewett blowing it. I get it. We've seen it every, every single time, by the way, that he gets blocked. I just go, I'm not, go, don't go near Twitter, Nick. Stay off of it. Give it 15 minutes. Let the joke cycle through and you'll be fine. Because this is where, it, we, where we are now. It's why I say the Jets are not going to move on from Zach Wilson just because Mike White had one good game. And maybe they even start him next week because Zach Wilson's not totally ready. Because you've invested in somebody as an organization, as a front office, as a coach, and you're saying, well, I'm not going to give up on them this quick, then I admit failure. The one thing that's clear, Ron Rivera can come in and create a much better culture. Uh, I, you know, that guy that just called, talking about he's down there in Carolina. Okay, uh, I got some people that I've talked to that, you know, cover the Panthers down there. And the one thing they will say about Ron Rivera is everybody loves him as a person down there. But he is stubborn. And he doesn't like to make changes. And he likes to have control. And there's a level of control that's good, right? You create a better culture, a better locker room. I think we can ar argue for the most part, let's put away the head trainer thing. Let's put that aside because that's a problem. We just a lot. We don't know what that in terms of the players, in terms of coming in and making a statement, getting rid of Dwayne Haskins, saying, you're not working hard enough, you don't care about this enough, we're moving on. He got credit for that. And if you're going to give credit to him then, you got to keep that credit now. I'm keeping that same energy, I give him credit for that. But you've got to also be able to be flexible, because you know who wasn't flexible for a long time as a coach? Scott Brooks. Look how much better the Wizards are now. I understand they made some trades this offseason too, but they're much better defensively now. You got a coach that seems to be a little more flexible. Scott Brooks had his lineups, and he just said, that's it. That's what I'm doing. We're keeping it this way. And when, when, when things aren't working, you have to be able to evolve. You got to be like water, right? Was it Bruce Lee? Be like water? Be like water. Just, you got to flow. You got to be able to evolve. And Ron Rivera is not doing that. And I don't know, maybe this will be a time during the, the bye week where he can sit back and have a woosah moment. Just woosah and realize Maybe it is time for Kyle Allen. Hopefully Chase Young and Montez Sweat hear what you had to say because that's a little more public. I would have liked him to do it, one, I'd like him to maybe do it on the Junkies because then that's a big deal and everybody talks about it. But at least do it in a press conference. Have something like that more critical to say about them before all this. But I guess it's better late than never. It's not like he's going to bench either one of them. But you got to get something. Something's got to change. There's too much of the same thing where every week it's, no, we're not making any changes defensively. I mean, you've kind of changed things with Landon Collins a little bit. Okay, they had some five-man fronts for a while. Great. It, it, there's not enough. And that sometimes shows me when a coaching staff 
kind of does the same thing even when it's not working. It's, we don't have a plan B, so this better click eventually or we're screwed. That's kind of what it feels like right now. Greg in Upper Marlboro. You're on B. Mitch and Finley. What's up? Hey, Nick. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, thanks, for taking my, thanks for taking my call. I, I personally, I, I'll be honest, I was a believer in Ron Rivera last year. You know, I, I, I was kind of against the whole Haskins thing, but as the season kind of progressed, I understood why, and, I, and in hindsight, I thought he made the correct decision. But it's like, I think that season, uh, he kind of brought this rash arrogance into this season, and you're right. He's just not, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. I mean, Heineke experiment, in my opinion, should be over. I mean, I would have input, you know, uh, Allen in there to see what at least Allen can give us. I mean, he cuts Dustin Hopkins, who was a pretty decent kicker. I mean, he, he did miss some field goals, you know, some field goal attempts this year. I get it. But overall, he's been pretty decent. He brought in a guy who hasn't kicked since, like, 2016. And, I mean, what, three of his five kicks have already been blocked. And, I mean, he made that change, but he's not really making changes in other areas that, you know, change needs to be made. And I'm not going to say I'm over him because I get, you know, you, you got to incorporate the injuries. And I think for the most part, in terms of the culture, somewhat he's kind of changed it, so I'll give him that. But the, the culture, which I would think is the most important, which is winning on the field, we're just not seeing, you know, any wins. I mean, you, you, you bring in William Jackson, who's a man, man cornerback. He's playing zone. Uh, I mean, even a guy like St. Juice, I watched him when he played at Minnesota. He was like an in-your-face, you know, uh, you know, five-yard kind of stop, you know, like a, a put-your-hands-on-you type of cornerback, and they got him playing zone. I mean, these guys are just not playing up to their expectations. But I think a lot of that is just based on a lot of the decisions that Ron Rivera is making. And I know he's here for five years at least, you know, unless they decide to cut ties with him sooner than that. But I I just don't really have much confidence right now. I'll continue watching because I love, I've always watched the Washington football team since, you know, when they were the Redskins and so on. I've always been a fan. I've always watched them. So I'll continue to watch them. But he just, he just looks overmatched. You know, I don't know if it's the whole coach slash GM thing that he has going on, or yeah. if maybe it's just kind of passing by. But thank you for taking my call again. Yeah, yeah. I, and li- I, listen, I'm just kind of over him. I, I, I think that that's the thing is, look, if the team is winning, nobody would feel that way. But the reality of it is, they're losing, and you don't feel like they're making any progress. That that that's the hardest part. But some of it is maybe we need to reassess the expectations. If you came in thinking this team was going to win the division, kind of take that aside and look at the fact they were just seven and nine last year. It helps. It, it helps make you a little more calm when it comes to this. So Odell Beckham Jr. also on his way out of Cleveland. More on that coming up. Plus, Steve Zabin's going to start joining us at 11 o'clock for the rest of the show. Nick Ashew in for B. Mitch and Finley on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's Football Friday on B. Mitch and Finley, presented by Alarm.com, keeping you connected to what matters most. Nick Ashew in for B. Mitch and Finley. Steve Zabin going to join us at 11. We'll both be filling in for the rest of the show. I cannot promise that we will not let the show go off the rails a little bit. I've been informed that Landfill is getting tacos, so I know he is happy, and that is what matters, is that Landfill is happy. Are you going to go out to your car, Landfill, and eat those tacos in your car, though, as opposed to doing the show? No, no, I will. Okay. I'll eat them right uh, right where I'm sitting now. This is good. I'm glad you're still a professional when it comes to that. That that's that's what matters. So Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get released by the Browns. I don't know why anybody would be surprised by this. And no, Washington shouldn't pick him up. Let's not have that conversation. I won't be the hack that has that conversation. I don't know if Zabe wants to do that next hour, but he can if he wants to. I'm not going to do it. But and look, this has just been dragged out over money forever. It made no sense from the beginning. The, the Browns got overzealous. And right, you've seen teams before, and we can, we can go back to the early 2000s when Washington was always doing that, right? When they were building their fantasy teams, and it was like, let's just get as much talent as we can. That doesn't dictate winning. It doesn't mean you're going to have a good team. Chemistry is so important, and we can throw around all of the stats and, and next-gen stats and event, whatever you want to do. I get it. Everybody's got access to pro football focus if they want it, and everybody thinks they're a GM now. The reality of it is you can't measure things like chemistry and personalities and how they mesh with any advanced stat that exists in sports. So you've got to keep that in mind. But this has been a complete disaster from the beginning. It never worked out. Cleveland was like, let's just go all in. We've got some excitement. We've got a, a franchise quarterback that we think number one overall pick, and we're going to start adding talent like they've done the last few years to their defense and adding wide receivers and, and tight ends, and they're just throwing money around. All right. I mean, so your quarterback's an average quarterback, and it never, ever worked with Odell Beckham Jr., ever. It's really down to the point now where they're apparently going to announce it this afternoon that he's actually been released. And you can just tell. Once, once you're told to stay away from the team... Once you're, just stay home. We, we don't need you here. Let's just go our separate ways. That's the couple that's separated before a divorce. It, it's impossible to come back from that. I guess some people do, but it's really, really difficult. Not to mention, Kevin Stefanski told the team earlier this week that Beckham would no longer be a part of the Browns and they need to prepare moving forward to not have him part of the team. They, of course, he's not coming back after that. And this is... Sometimes it does take a fresh start to kind of reinvigorate somebody. I blame the boat picture, personally, because Odell Beckham Jr. has never been the same since that boat picture. Just saying. If you go take a, so if B. Mitch and Finley, either one of them, if they are taking, either one of those guys are taking pictures, Landfill, on a boat down in Florida, they may not be the same person when they come back. I just want to point that out. There is a possibility that that could be the case. Risk we're going to have to take. I think it is a risk. You know, it's raining there now, so it'll keep them away from boats, I guess, if the weather's bad. So I guess that's a good thing. Keeps them safe. We don't want them coming back being new people. Refreshed, maybe. 
But, you know, we don't want them to turn into Odell Beckham Jr. and be completely inefficient. But it, this thing never worked in Cleveland from the beginning. Not to mention the Browns have been a run-heavy team half the time. Baker Mayfield's hot and cold. Just because a receiver has talent doesn't necessarily mean he's going to make your team better. And what I mean by that is if you don't have the other parts of the assembly line to make a good receiver-quarterback combination work, they're just a decoy. I mean, you've got to have a great offensive line, which the Browns do have. They've got one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. But then you've got to have a quarterback that can be accurate enough to get the football to that receiver. Then you've got to have a receiver that's talented, that can also run good routes, that can create some separation, go up and make plays. All of those things have to work for that chemistry to actually come together. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. hadn't scored a touchdown through six games, the longest drought to start a season. He's averaging 36.7 receiving yards a game. Think about that. 36.7 yards a game. This all came down to just money at that point. They're like, well, we're going to try to trade you. Well, nobody wants you. Okay, uh, I guess we'll release you. Make sure we don't get hit with a huge cap number. So let's come up with this agreement, and then we'll put you on waivers, and he's going to clear waivers probably. Look, maybe a team's going to pick him up off waivers. Uh, you'd be stupid. Just let him clear, and then you get him for a lot cheaper. It's just not worth it right now. But he does hold value somewhere. I'll tell you right now, in Green Bay, they could use another receiver. Put him next to Devontae Adams once, at some point, Aaron Rodgers comes back. Yeah. New England will probably go after him. Baltimore could use another receiver. There's a lot of teams. It won't take long for Odell Beckham Jr. to find another team. But the reality of it is Cleveland was never his team. That was never the right place to be. And they flushed his value down the toilet. It doesn't help at all. Look, that everybody saw what was going on. He was barely getting any opportunities. That he wasn't getting targeted enough. But think about it. I mean, they gave up. Two strong starters, first and third rounder, Olivier Vernon. I mean, like, they gave up a ton, a ton to get Odell Beckham Jr., and this is what you get in return. That's what it is. Not everything goes well, but in the end, if you don't have chemistry between quarterback and receiver, and a lot of this is on Baker Mayfield, too, receivers become those decorative towels. They're just, they're there. They're decoration. By the way, I've learned this since being married in the last few years. You don't touch the decorative towels. Don't do it. Don't wipe your hands on them. They are there for decoration. I don't understand the purpose, but they are there, and you leave them alone. All right, Steve Zabin's going to join us next. He'll be in for the next three hours with me as well. Nick Ashew in for Beamish and Finley on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 